Good morning. Happy Saturday. We made it to the weekend. Yay, weekend. Yay, weekend. I don't know about you, but I'm so happy. I'm so thankful to God that he allowed me to make it through another work week. When we go into the workplace, sometimes it can feel literally like a battleground. But God is so able, he's so willing to just give us what we need to make it through each and every day. Because the workplace is a platform for some of us to display the love of God. Is it easy? Mm-mm. It ain't easy. Can it be easy? Sometimes God will make the load. He'll lessen the load. Sometimes he'll, you know, just allow you. It's almost like you're walking a thin line. If somebody just blows on you, it's like it's all over with. It, I'm here. Where's my, how do I clock out? Sometimes it's just that way. But when you, you know, you could just wake up to a Saturday morning and say, whew, golly, Wednesday, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it to Friday. Monday, I was like, oh my God, here we go. Another five days to go back to this same old stuff. But you know what? I just, it's so much, it's just set in stone in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit that God, you know, sometimes you may not even change the situation, but change me. How do we ask God to change us when the situation just seems to just stay the same or it gets worse? Ask God to just give you a face like Flint. Ask God to help you to see and not see, to hear and not hear. Ask God to just allow things that once bruised you to just go over your head. Just ask God to give you more, just more, just pour more of his peace into you. Just ask him to make your thoughts, make the thoughts that he thinks the same thoughts that you think. And just ask him, say, God, just help me to keep my mind stayed on you and your word. And I am telling you that God wants to do it. And he will do it because after you have suffered a while, God will surely come in. He'll establish you. He'll reaffirm you. He'll give you that adjustment that you need. God will do it. And you can look back and say that it was good that I was afflicted. So let that be your testimony. Let that be your prayer moving forward. Really quickly this morning, I always try to move as quickly as I can because, you know, sometimes we, you know, we lose our attention. We lose our focus uh, because of the things of life and it tries to stop us from hearing the word of God. So I try to move as quickly as I can, but It's better to obey the spirit than to obey trying to please and satisfy man because they don't have a few minutes to hear the word of God. I want to say to you this morning that maybe this will help somebody to come up out of a place called stuck. (coughs) There are three people that are the hardest people to help. The first person is an unhealed person, a person who has not been healed 
of inner trauma from their childhood, from a broken relationship, whatever it is on the inside of them that is not healed, that person is one of the hardest people to help. They first have to go to God and say, God, I need your help. I don't know how to help myself. I am hard to get along with. I'm hard to deal with. I'm easily angered. I'm easily thrown. I'm easily thrown off. I'm easy to get upset. It's easy for me to want to be argumentative and prove my point other than humbling myself to you so that you can help me. An unhealed person is one of the hardest people to help. So if you're trying to deal with a person that you know they have inner stuff that they need to be healed from, begin to pray and ask God to loose those shackles, loose those chains. Ask God, say, God, I need for you to heal so-and-so. But it's hard for them to really come into your presence because they haven't humbled themselves to anyone. They won't allow themselves to be held accountable to anyone. So their spirit, their mind, their body, their soul, it's in a place called stuck. But they need your help so that they can get the healing that they need. God help them, give them that opportunity again and that chance once more to really surrender their life to you. Let that be your prayer for that unhealed person. The next person that is one of the hardest people to help is a selfish person. A selfish person cares about nobody but themselves. A selfish person doesn't want to hear anything other than about me, me, me. My way is the best way. Your way is a dumb way. My way is the best way. A selfish person is not just a person who wants the best of everything and doesn't care what anybody else gets. A selfish person is not just a person who doesn't care about anybody else's feelings but their own. A selfish person is a person who does not care about the things of God. They don't care about affect how they affect God through their lifestyle because a selfish person wakes up in the morning and it's about them, their agenda, what they want to do, what they're not going to do, who they're not going to answer to. A selfish person doesn't care. You can look at... <clears throat> You can look at how they deal with people. You can look at their love language. You can look at how they interact with other people. And you can tell if that is a selfish person. A selfish person does not care whether or not God is pleased with them or not. Just watch the fruit that they bear. Well, you may say, well, Keisha, you know, the person took me out to eat. But how is their walk with God? Do you look at their walk and say, oh, I know that person is trying to live to please God. Or do you look at that person and say, oh, my goodness, it's just like everything that that they do has a selfish motive. It's a motive tied to it. What you and that's the kind of person that you have to be very careful what you accept from them. 
Because a lot of times people can do something for you that looks good. It feels good. But then you start watching their actions. You start listening to their words that they speak. And you'll quickly begin to see that whatever it was that they did that looked good came from an unhealthy place. It came from a selfish place. It came with strings attached. So a selfish person is a person that is one of the hardest people to help. And the third and last person that is one of the hardest people to help is a prideful person. You cannot deal with a prideful person. It is one of the hardest people to deal with. A prideful person, a prideful person will sit there and Fully and fully know that they need to say, I'm sorry, but they won't because it's too much pressure for them. It's too much of a weight. It's a battle for them to simply say two words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why is it that when we know we need to say, I'm sorry, (coughs) Excuse me. Why is it such a struggle? Why do we get that that our stomach starts to turn? We break out in a cold sweat. We our heart just begins to just just rapidly just just almost burst out of our chest to say two words. I'm sorry. Because we don't want the other person. We don't want the other person to have any kind of satisfaction. We don't want the per- the other person to think that we are being a doormat. But let me say in that moment, what you need to quickly think, what you need to quickly say to yourself is, it's not about what that other person thinks or feels, but I'm supposed to be serving a true and a living God, my Savior, my Lord. So if I can say something that God can look at me and say, well done. Let me go ahead and get these two little words out of my mouth. And when I say I'm sorry, let it come from a true place. Don't go and say, well, you know, uh, if you say I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. Let your posture be positive. Let your facial expression be positive. Let the sound and the tone of your voice be positive that I hurt you I'm truly sorry because at the end of the day when it's all said and done we want to be for certain that whatever we did it came from a pure place so if you have to deal with a person that is prideful let me tell you You better put on the full armor of God because you are going into a straight battle. You are going into a place of war. Pride is one of, it is one of the hardest. It is, it, I can't even describe how much God hates pride. God hates pride. He hates it so much 
that it it he turns away from a prideful person. He turn he turns away. I don't know about you, but I don't want God to turn away from me. I don't need God to turn away from me. So if if it is something as simple as I'm sorry. I'm I'm truly sorry. I did not mean to hurt you. That wasn't where I was coming from. Say it and mean it from your heart. Because when you say it and you mean it from your heart, God can do a lot. He can do a whole lot with that. So a prideful person, if you are having to deal with a prideful person, a stubborn, stiff-necked person, a person who is so unyielding, you better stay on your face. You better stay in the presence of God. Because if that person is your assignment, you're going to have to be fully equipped with the word of God. You are going to have to know when God is telling you to deal with them. And when God is telling you, you're done. You've done everything I've told you to do. Now, all I want you to do is keep this person. I want you to keep them at the altar. I want you to pray for them. But you dealing with them personally, your time is up. You've done your due diligence. It's time for you to walk away. It's time for you to hang up the phone. It's time for you to stop texting. It's time for you to get up and to physically walk out of the room. Your assignment is over. A prideful person is one of the hardest people to help. It's one of the hardest people to deal with. A prideful person is stuck. Stuck. When I say stuck, I mean unmovable in their ways. It's what I think. It's what I want. Well, your way doesn't make any sense. Well, my way is always the best way. And am I willing to even bend a little to meet you halfway? No, I'm not. Am I willing to even say that your way may make a little bit of sense? Am I willing to kind of say, well, we'll do a little bit of your way and then we'll kind of my way can kind of come in. But we're going to work together so that you can come out and say, I was, you know, we it, I'm, a, I'm satisfied. And then the other the person can say that they're satisfied is a prideful person willing to do that Mm-mm. a prideful person a prideful person the enemy is so much riding them a prideful person is a, will allow the enemy to use them in such a way that something as minor as re, is responding to a phone call, responding to a text message. When your other person is trying to communicate with you, trying to have a peaceful sense of communication with you, they won't even open up a text message. They won't even respond to you if you ask them a simple question that's supposed to help get something taken care of. I'm talking about simple things that pride just kills. Pride kills it. Pride kills it. It pride... Pride kills relationships. Let me tell you something. We are living in a day and a time where anything and everything goes. But we're also living in a time where I believe in my heart that the difference in between now and when I was growing up, 
I believe that God is more, he, he's more offended. He's, he's more, he's not pleased at, at, he's more unpleased. If you can use that as a word than when I was growing up because the times have gotten worse and we need to make sure that we crucify our flesh daily, every day. I'm so thankful for that word that says that we have to crucify our flesh daily because it lets me know that God knows that every day something's going to come up where we have to, we got to say no to it. We got to walk away from it. God wants us to live a life that's pleasing for him, that's pleasing to him. And if we are out of place and out of line and being prideful and and selfish and not allowing ourselves to come under any type of godly authority, godly counsel that can help us get healed, we are in trouble because God is watching. He's looking. He's El Roy. God sees God is watching. And every day we wake up, it's another, I feel my heart breaks and it brings tears to my eyes. When I think about the people right now in my mind that I know not only physically are they in a sitting up in a room and the, all the curtains closed and just depressed and just sad and just walking around and just you know just a mundane lifestyle every day wake up go to work work come home get up do it all over again and then not only are they in a physical dark place but on the inside they are broken the inside of them is just dark it's just dreary because they're not healed they won't cry out and say I need help. I am dying spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And I always use this, this, uh, what my mother-in-law, when she was alive, what she used to say. When you have a person that says, well, I've been this way all of my life. She said, well, you have been this way all of your life. But guess what? You've been wrong all of your life. And when we live for Christ, what hurts him hurts us. What he hates, we should hate. And what he loves, we should love. And it hurts me because I see people every day. I talk to people every day that have potential to be better, to be greater, not about a job, not about a house, not about another car, not God knows not about another relationship. Because some people I know, they don't need another woman. They don't need another man. They need Christ. And it breaks my heart to see them just every day. Their life is being wasted because they won't surrender to a true and a living God. So there are three people that are the hardest people to help. A person that's not healed, a selfish person, and a very prideful person. If you are listening to this podcast, please know that God wants to help you. He wants to help you. And and it's okay that sometimes we get into a place called stuck, but just know that God doesn't want you to stay there year after year after year after year. 
If you have not surrendered your life to Christ, now is the time. Now is the moment. Just say, God, I need for you to come into my heart and change me. I need a Lord and a Savior on my side. I believe that your son, Jesus, he lived, he died, he hung and he bled on the cross and the blood that he shed for the world's sins. I can accept that blood. I want to accept Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life and change me. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. If you said those words and you meant them in your heart, you are saved now. Just say, God, I want to be saved. And you're saved. And the good news is now your new life begins. Yes, you're going to still have struggles. But you're going to know how to deal with those struggles. You're going to know how not to stay in a place called stuck. You're going to know that when something comes up that's negative, that's painful, you run to your word. You don't stay to yourself. You 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 don't say, well, everybody's got problems. I'm not going to go and ask nobody. I'm not going to seek counsel. The devil is a liar. You're being ignorant because God puts people in place to minister to us. Minister life to us through the word of God. You just have to pray and say, God, who is it that I can pour my whole self out to? Who can I tell that I'm about to slip? I'm about to trip. I'm about to, I want to go back out into the world. I want to go back to being depressed. I want to go back. It's easier for me to stay angry, bitter, unforgiving. It's easy for me to stay here and not be healed. It's easy for me to be selfish. It's easy for me to remain in pride because it's all I know. It's all I've done my whole life. God wants you to have someone that you can go and tell that to and be honest and say, help me, pray for me, cover me in prayer because I don't want to go back to that place. So you have to have people, you have to have prayer warriors, you have to have a strong godly support system that's going to help you, that's going to, that's going to be there to help you to be held accountable to the things that you do and say that are not pleasing to God. So the good news is God wants you to ask for help after you have given your life to him. He wants you to know his word. Pick up your word. Listen to the word. And you may not understand it all, but just say, God, I want an understanding. I want to be better. And God is such a loving father that he's willing to tell you yes. Yes, I'm here to help you understand my word and who I am because God is his word. So please pass this podcast to two people that you know that they need to experience what it is to be healed, what it is not to be selfish and what it is not to live in pride. God is so good this morning. He is, but I call him love. Know that better, greater is sooner, not later, because God is right there in this moment for you to just reach out and touch him. You guys be blessed. Pray for me. This is a good day. This is a good day to live in peace and joy. Take it and receive it because Jesus left it here for us. Until next time, I love you. Bye bye.